Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're podcasting from my kitchen. Um, you know, all of you wonderful listeners out there who are like, I have to sew at my kitchen table or I have to do this or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, we're all like, ZD will be like, I used to have to do that. And like, right. I grew up with like a sewing studio. Yeah. But now, <laughs> due to COVID, yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't understand even, like why we had a studio and now yeah, it's like not and, ours anymore. Yes, exactly. So since my, um, we're very now we're very grateful. My husband has been teaching from home, but it's like yeah now. Since but he I, has our studio. Yeah, since I have the kids, like I wanted to trace a pattern, and I'm like I'm gonna have to bring it down here on my kitchen counter. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like uh, all of the podcast listeners are probably like yeah. Now, you know, <laughs> this is what this is what 90 probably percent of people have to do. You know, not every not everybody has a big cutting table. So anyway, I'm here. I'm but everyone you. has, you know, like 400 square right, feet dedicated like, to their hobby. Yes, yeah. right. And I'm like, what? A, this is my livelihood. Why am I down here? Why? Anyway. Anyway. Ha, ha, ha. OK, just just a little funny there. But we are in my kitchen. Would you like so, some cheese with your wine? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would. We can have cheese and wine because we're in my kitchen. That's right. And you know what else is in my kitchen? Your mixer. My KitchenAid mixer. And your mixer. frother. I saw a frother yes. over there. Okay, anyway. milk frothers are so cool. You know, the, the big advice lately, I feel like for the past five, ten years in kitchen land is like, don't have one-use things. You right. know, like have molds. Don't don't buy like one little thing that's used for you right. know a single purpose tool, right? And I'm like, oh, milk frothers, kind of a single purpose tool. But I've used it to mix up it's all an, sorts of stuff. It's also not very big. Yeah, and yeah. but like it's like a it's like an electric whisk. Yeah, I I, I think, think I could make I think mayonnaise like with it. Something like a hot dog cooker. Yeah, I'm sure you can do now, something cool with that. Now, if you really though. like hot dogs right. and that cooks it a certain way, and you like that, then go for it. Right. But like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. I mean, else too, I cook hot dogs outside single. on a fire. That's how I have hot dogs. Every time you have a hot dog, Just you go about, out and start a fire. Unless it's like at a ball game. <laughs> I don't make like hot dogs at home. We we will eat hot dogs occasionally. Oh, really? With yeah. The kids. See, yeah. I I think I think they're always also, like on the barbecue pit or over a like a, a fire. I taught Derek how to make dog treats where you like microwave the oh, I've hot done dog and I love I wasn't those. talking about I'm I'm a dog yeah. I like the dehydrated well, yeah dogs. because they're like just little salty good they're like jerky if you well if you get the right kind they kind of melt oh. in your mouth yeah you know okay okay so milk frother's cool my mixer's in here and we're going to talk about the mixer today because uh it's about maintenance it's about metal on metal gears it's about lubrication and I bet a lot of you have KitchenAid mixers. I feel like this is an audience that crosses over, like yeah. people who sew and people who may have a mixer. I, it seems it, like it seems people like who it could sew, be a thing. like cook or garden, <laughs> you know, like are kind of all those things. It's kind of funny. I'm just saying yeah. I, I am justifying this to myself because I think you all might be interested. And actually, one of the reasons I was inspired to do what we're going to talk about is from a community member, Sandy, she's one of our uh, yeah. one of our Canadian she friends. She does some hot cooking, that's well, for sure. Okay, so I'll we'll come back to Sandy. Right. Okay. So why I'm talking about this today? I was using my mixer. I'm a I'm a big baker, like normally, even before the pandemic. Right. 
Yes, you didn't have to. You didn't have to like find baking as something to do. You were already doing no, it. and I right. did kind of turn it up a few notches. Have definitely been cooking to deal with pandemic-related anxiety. Uh-huh. In fact, Derek like complained about how much food was in the house at one point, and I was I, like, "No, <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> actually, I've been doing that, and so is your sister." Like he was like, "Hey, lots we, of food and lots of well, also like." I'm not going anyplace. I have extra time. But I kept like cooking right. things, you know, yeah. and he's like, we have a lot of food. And I was like, are you complaining right. about how much food exactly. I cooked? Exactly. Cease and desist. Okay. So Big Baker, you bought us this mixer for our wedding. I did? Yes. Okay. So I've been married for nine years this May. Oh my God. So it's a, you know, eight or nine year old mixer. And I don't, you know, we didn't use it a ton. I think maybe early in our marriage, but I do use it a lot to like knead bread dough. When I figured out that we could knead the bread dough with it, I'm like, this is awesome. It's so much faster. Saves your hands. I will make like four loaves of bread at a time. Right. So it's certainly something I'm willing to like put in the mixer's uh, wheelhouse there. You know, I, I don't have to knead all my bread by hand. I'm not like that kind of purist or something like that. So I was making a lot we're of bread. We're not very much purist about anything, if you oh, had noticed. We have our, I, we're snobs about some things. Maybe purist Snob, is not the right word. Purist snobs is not sure. the right word for us. <laughs> Snob? Yes. Arrogant? Maybe. <laughs> purist? No. So I was making brioche is what I was making when I noticed an issue with the mixer. Was it a uh, 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 no, it was uh, a noise? Uh, uh-oh. 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 Missing so, a gear. So those of you who don't know about brioche dough, it is super duper duper full of butter. I should have gotten the cookbook down that I used for the brioche recipe because it's not just like a loaf of brioche. You're supposed to put it in this like 16-inch long pan. Oh, really? It's like, so it must be, you know, really, maybe in reality, a double batch of brioche. Right. It, is, it uses so much butter. You have to stop, scrape the mixer. It's a heavy, 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 heavy dough. Uh-huh. Okay. I bring this up because I'm like, well, maybe it's just hesitating because there's like five it's pounds not used of butter. To this heavy work. Yeah, yeah, because there's five pounds of butter in the, you know, mixing bowl here. But then, <laughs> and so I was listening. Right, right, right. We do that with our we sewing machine. We do that machines, with a sewing right? machine. People used to like freak out because we'd have a class or something and they, They'd hear Mallory or me or both of us at the same time go, stop. Like from all the way across. Yeah. The road. And we go, and they go, oh, and we go, you're not in your upper thread loop. Or right. We would know by the sound what was, you know, yeah. what was happening. Yeah. So uh, I was listening, heard the hesitation. So I took out the dough and I heard, I, I ran it and still heard the noise when yeah. there was nothing in there. And I was like, okay, I have a problem. Don't have a smooth motor. And so Derek was like. Well, we've had it for eight or nine years. Does you he know? know how much it costs? Well, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so <laughs> I did find one on like this was during the holidays when this all happened, so there were some sales. But it's a four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollar mixer. Yes, it is. You know, it's the professional. There, so there are different like levels right. of mixers. And you no, got it's me. it's like the highest home model. I think I it think. is. Yeah, yeah no, it I, is. I really do. Yeah. Which, it always bugs me that on the Great British Bake Off, they give them the smaller ones. The smaller ones. I'm like, come on. Give them the big one. Like, and they're always, uh, the, the bowl snaps on differently. Right. It's different. Yeah. Okay. So it's more secure on mine. Yes. Okay. And so and people are always like breaking their glass bowls on that show. Yeah. And it's terrifying. You know, and they, then they have to throw their whole cake away or right. whatever. Um, or cutting their hand up because right. their bowl breaks. Anyway, anywho, I wish 
just like I wish everyone could have top of the line, you know, <laughs> sewing machine on those fashion shows. I wish that they had the nicer mixers. So still have this hesitation. And Derek's like, well, we've had it for eight years. And I'm like, I'm going to YouTube this. Yeah. You know? Uh, now, he didn't say, okay, let's let's go buy a new one. But right. I don't know. Maybe it crossed his mind. So I YouTubed it. And I came up with a lot of people, a lot of wonderful videos from people saying, you need to re-grease your mixer. Uh-huh periodically i was gonna say i was gonna say similar to taking care of a sewing machine when somebody goes you mean once a year depends depends on the usage or the non-usage so if you don't use something you still need to oil and grease it yeah especially because you have not moved that grease around on you know the the cogs wait till we talk about the grease oh my gosh okay yes you're no you're totally right Right. so so what i see here while looking at these videos you know how to take the mixer apart oh back up the reason i knew that i should youtube this is because it must be three or four years ago sandy posted did she do something she posted a picture on instagram saying my mixer was acting up and my husband is gonna fix it and they have this joke i think i think her husband is like an engineer and they have a hashtag that's of course trev can okay and his name's trevor you know so i was like if if trev can maybe mal can yeah you know and so i i was like i'm inspired i think it's doable right i will look into it okay you can take the mixer apart there's just a few screws not not a huge deal getting like the casing off okay um and then here's where it gets really fun so on these videos about re-greasing the mixer i'll just get into it here there is a housing so when you open up the mixer, you see no oil, you see no right. grease. Right. Like on a sewing machine, there's some where like you take off like the, I mean, you can see a little bit of oil, you know, right. uh, kind of on one layer. But all of the greasy gears are pretty much contained in this metal housing within the mixer. So I had to take the screws off of that, open it up, uh, just lift off the top of this, you know, casing. And there was a little like, plastic kind of gasket there and oh my god it's probably nylon but go ahead it's full yes I think you're right it's full of this black gummy heavy grease okay so gummy would be the word that I would worry about it's well sticky and stiff it's supposed no it should be be. actually this is we're gonna get into this yes yes here is we're we're, it should be it wasn't smooth and well here, I'll, I'll let okay. me let Go me ahead. finish. So it was gummy, and it was black. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is black. That's not good because the replacement grease I got is white. So maybe this grease got, like, burned up over the years. But there is black grease and white grease. So anyway, I don't, I don't think that necessarily right. the color was bad. But what you do is you have to remove all the grease. So you need to probably not do this when you have your toddler and your preschool, you know, your kindergartner just hanging out, but I did. Um, so I'm scraping all this out. You use disposable things. I was using like a bamboo skewer. I was putting it on cardboard. Um, just, you know, you're just scraping and scraping and scraping or like an old butter knife would work. Um, and so you, you're supposed to just clean it all out. And if everything looks good, 
and you you clean you it just all up. Grease. You just regrease, right? Put okay. it all back together. Okay, but I'm like, I think I see the problem here. So there are. I'm probably gonna get this wrong. There are a few gears um, on the KitchenAid, and one of them runs like the attachment feature. Uh-huh. So if you are somebody who's like using it as a meat grinder, that's a gear that could be messed up for uh-huh. you. Mine was just the gear that like runs the mixer part like right. where you put the dough hook and the whisk uh-huh. you know and there's a worm gear which is like a long gear which is a term I learned I right. didn't know that before uh that that all looked fine but I could see on my main gear that it actually had like a concave spot where it was not going to be so catching. So it was misshapen? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it had been worn away, okay? Uh-huh. And the other thing I noticed as I was scraping out all this grease is some of it was very glittery uh-huh. because there were right. shard, metal shard, shaving. Little shards of metal, okay. right. Okay, right. so what that, That's what happens. Yeah, yeah what, that, what, 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 why that's did what that happen? happens at a transmission in a car. Also, also, <laughs> that's what, what happens it, yeah. when you have metal on metal, metal gears. Absolutely. So so tell me why metal gears are so great. Right. Okay, I just this is what I want to bring up here. Right. Metal on metal gears and this metal on metal gear in my KitchenAid mixer and I replaced it with a metal gear, okay? Right. It did wear out over time. That's right because there's friction even if there's even if there's Grease or oil or lubricant, Um, there's friction. A butt ton of grease. Yeah, there's friction. And so I had to replace it. So stop saying that if the machine is all metal, it's like never going to be certain, need to be serviced. Right. That's not true. I I don't understand why people come in and say, you know, when people come in and say that and they're so sure about it. It's all metal. It's it's going to be fine. Or Uh, or even even when they come in and say, yes, it's a metal casing and, you know, like a metal Okay, open it up. What's in there? Maybe a nylon gear. Maybe a nylon gear. And Yeah, metal (laughs) machines have nylon gears. But the other thing, too, is Mm -hmm. what I learned in my years of being – going from a metal sewing machine, selling metal sewing machines to selling plastic sewing machines. Right. Correct. Is what you find out from the engineers when you go to, you know, the, the conferences and whatever. The conferences and whatever, the trade shows. You know, the engineers are like, we're so happy that we have these, you know, plastic housings now because we can shape them any way we want. Right, right. Right? So they can accommodate all of these different features And they now. can be easier to take apart. Easier to take apart. If something easier to get to, all this. I mean, is the just, bumper on your car metal? Well, not, not anymore. anymore. Right. Rubbermaid right. makes right. those. That's right. So, so <laughs> the thing is, is that metal housing isn't particularly preferable when it comes to design or function. Yes. So, so I'm just saying... Right. Uh, well, we actually had someone post in the group. They opened up what looked like a vintage machine. They're like, oh, my nylon gear cracked. Right. You know, and that happens. Things, things break. Things, things need break. service. That's things right. need to be serviced. It's things okay. Things wear out. Um, and metal things too. Yes. And that's the other thing. About- and a, well, the thing is, is a metal gear is also not stronger than a ni- nylon gear as far as like the needle yeah. penetration and all that. And that I, it's not true. I could have bought a nylon gear to replace this, I believe. Uh, Actually, I ended up in my in my KitchenAid. 
like there's an aftermarket part uh-huh. that was a, a nylon instead but it, of would metal. Would it nylon though then up against metal? Yes. That's not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, so I bought the right. I bought the metal, you know. Right. Okay, so I bought the metal gear and yeah, I get the new gear and I'm like, oh my gosh, not only did I have that like con- So you could tell the difference yes. of so what I was say, wrong. When I say yeah. concave, I mean like picture the gear is supposed to be a circle, like a full moon. Right. But it looks like we're it's getting kind of on in the phases. No, yeah. like oh, oh, somebody took a bite oh, out of it. Just one side of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I get it. I and get that's it. why I was right. getting the, uh, uh, uh. Okay. So the, uh, was the bite maybe. Yeah, the, uh, was like, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to grab onto teeth and they don't <laughs> exist, you know? So I did, I, I got the, repla- I bought the replacement gear and I bought it on Amazon and it came very quickly. So that was really very wonderful. And we're going to take a short break and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about lube cd what's your favorite way to measure yourself with my easy check tape measure so tell me a little bit about this it's the only way to measure myself I why, think. why is it so magical well, because there's a slide on it uh-huh you actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide and then you fit it to the measurement and then you can unsnap and the slide remains on the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure your arm. Right. Or your underbust. Right. Or your thigh. Or your head. Or your head. Oh, yeah. The head. Right. Definitely. Well, and, <laughs> you know, measuring yourself is one thing. But even measuring somebody else, what it does is it marks the spot, basically, where the measurement is. And so if I'm, and this happens to you, that you're measuring somebody and they start talking to you and you're like, was that 21 or 23? Oh, my gosh. <gasps> right. And where with this, you know. It, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, I am sending this to my daughter or, you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren That's and it will right. be accurate. Right. Right? Well, we've actually had trainers, too, yep. that, that bought these, you know, for their customers or they themselves use it for their customers or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. didn't have to put his hands on the person right. or whatever. Also, this tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the wrong side. That's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. You can't measure from the 60 end. You have to measure from, from the, the zero, one end. From the zero, zero end. Right. Yes. Right. And I said 60, but... Um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side too. So yeah. you've got, um, you have Imperial, Imperial and you have metric metric. Uh, right. And so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself, uh, and you just don't want to be fumbling around. Well, and I think, you know, the thing is don't order one because if somebody sees it, a husband or right? a daughter or just a friend, I mean, honestly, at Christmas time, I would put this like in almost everybody's stocking stuffer. And I think it's a great thing to like send away to college with people, things like that. Where Fabulous. You, you want yeah. something measured. Well, if you're interested in your own easy check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at sewhere.com slash tape measure. And you can check it out for yourself. Sewing out loud. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. 
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mom's pretending like she's not excited to talk about lube. Whatever. If this was your story, you'd be like, lube, lube, lube. <laughs> I just think it's funny you said lube. All right. Looking this up, it was very clear that, so first of all, when I took this apart, I was like, I'm just going to get some sewing machine oil, oil this baby, it's going to be fine. No, I need a new gear, I need, I need food safe grease. Okay, and I think what happened to Mallory with this food safe grease is, she called me up and asked me, I was not home, and said, do we have any food safe grease any place? And I was with her dad, you know, and I said, do we have any, you know, food food safe grease you know food food grade i think is what they call it food Food, no it's food safe food safe okay food safe (laughs) grease and he's like well i don't think so you know and i think then what happened is later i said to her you know vaseline is food safe and i think like so did her father no didn't a bunch of people start yeah well the first thing you said was like go out to the garage and get the tractor grease and it's so funny (laughs) because one of the youtubers is like don't go out to your garage and get your tractor grease like (laughs) (laughs) so this grease is held in this housing but it does need to be food safe because right. it can drip down things happen it, yeah things so happen. you do you need to be food safe and i know vaseline is food safe okay <laughs> yeah you said it and then this well i didn't know you were filling an entire casing my, my i know my printmaking teacher from college um love him did he say the same thing he's like you can use petroleum jelly i'm like no <laughs> i can't so here's the deal okay well, not all lubes are created equal. Exactly. Okay. Yes. You need different lubricants for different, yes. different machines and different places different on different things. machines. And it has to do with, a lot of times, with like heat. Like if it heats up, sometimes it gets too thin. There you go. And it no longer is, you know, lubricated. Okay, you were talking about gummy. All right. Yeah. And so, it, okay. No, the grease that I replaced it with, it wasn't gummy, like for right. sure. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, oh, it's smelled so old, nice, you know, or whatever. Look, look, smelled nice, look nice. So, yeah. but what the thing about this is uh, part of this mechanism is very vertical. Uh huh. Okay. I know on the baby lock sergers, they have a well where some special yes. grease goes. Yes. So let's talk about gravity here. Right. So the, the baby locks are, you will, you really shouldn't, you won't see that. Ever. Ever. Probably. It rarely needs to be refilled if the machine's being used. So this isn't a part of your machine you're going to see a lot of. Um, But that well, so that grease can like sit in that well and it's fine. But this stuff looked like whipped cream. Uh Okay. So it was going to be light and fluffy. Right. And not just like. Fall off. Fall off. Mm -hmm. So that housing that I took off. Like it was, it was vertical and I used a spatula to fill it. And when I turned it upside down, the grease didn't run out. It stuck up in there. Okay. So that, that is important. I, I believe. So the viscosity makes a difference. The viscosity was important. And you know, the stuff I bought said like formulated for KitchenAid mixers. I'm like, cool. And that was the other thing I said to Robert, because he was like, petroleum jelly, this and that. And then I was like, dude, I'm going to use the product Man, the, the, the manufacturer for my $600 mixer. Which is exactly what you should do. Yes. Now, I have used different lubes, as yeah. you say, for things that you, like, 
My girlfriend's car door got stuck open one time. Wesson Oil. Okay. You know. And that that's oh, he brought this up. He said plumbers use petroleum jelly and it come it can come into contact with food. I was like, I get it. Okay. I don't even know if that's true. But I am, okay, I am sorry, but I've done a lot of plumbing. And you've never used petroleum jelly. And I've jelly. never used petroleum jelly. But I'm just jelly. saying, I'm not looking for some, I need the viscosity. I need the viscosity. Right, I right. need the stiffness. And you want the manufacturer's yeah. signature. And one time when Hillary and I were on vacation and the kid, her kids were oh, yeah. little, there was a door that kept squeaking and that we were using while they would sleep and they would wake up. And we sprayed it with, it was, you know, Olive oil with like <clears throat> rosemary and garlic, <laughs> and it was in you know the the um, atomizer. You yeah, know, it yeah, was yeah, spray yeah. like yeah, it was spray a oil. spray oil, and it was it worked. And then the hall smelled like rosemary and garlic the entire time there we were there. So I couldn't just. What if I had like? But I don't think we ruined the door hinge by yeah, using it. Right, right. What if I turned that? Um, housing upside down and poured olive oil in it and then tried to turn it the right side up right. and put it, it would have, okay, so it wouldn't work. So I need, you need to use the stuff recommended. Now, a lot, like almost all sewing machines that are manufactured nowadays, like for oiling your needle bar and the bobbin area, you can use light sewing machine oil. Yeah, not three in one, everybody. Yeah. Don't think you can use three in one. And you can It'll use, come, yep. yeah, you can, you can use that. So you need to use the right, lube and I needed something that was going to stay on the vertical components of this KitchenAid mixer you know so that was that was very important to me the food safe grease took forever to get here okay (laughs) so I'm gonna buy like another thing of it and forget where I put it it you know you know I don't know I I have a feeling it's some kind of like silicone product. I'm I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. However, because I Because oil does go rancid. Yes, it can. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh I called around though and I would have had to drive like thirty minutes away to get to get it. <laughs> yeah, to get it. Like no one had it here. That, you know, that is one thing about the internet. You can get what you know, you but think, it, if you can think it, you can find it. It took right? a long time and it was over Christmas, like right. totally my fault. So my advice about this is if you're going to do your KitchenAid mixer, get the grease before you open it up. Now, I hesitate to say buy a whole gear situation assembly before opening it all up because you might not need new gears. You might never need it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You no, might. you might not you never need it. But it's a very lot possible. of these, a lot of these homesteady people. So if you're, if right. you consider yourself like you're getting on that end of the spectrum, they said that they will replace gears often once a year. It'll be a right. different gear, right? You know. But um, they they did. So I just want to say that if you do open it up and you're like, oh my gosh, that gear's worn down, don't be surprised. So here, um, here's one of the lessons I think that this should tell you with sewing or any other sort of what mechanism. Yeah. You might be using in your hobbies or your home or whatever. We used to have people come in and say, oh, you know, I have the sewing machine and it's, it, it was my mother's and I know it's in really good shape because it's, it's, she hasn't used hasn't it used for it the for last years. 10 yeah. years. That means that the oil has not moved around, okay, on the gears. It means the oil has fallen off of the gears. It, it, it also may mean that the oil is old yeah absolutely okay and needs to be cleaned out you know many times people would come in and say 
I know. My mother bought this sewing machine right before she died. She used it three times, and now it won't even work. Well, the gears were the gears were literally and that was locked 20 years up. Ago. Yeah. Right, the, they were well, locked I wanna, up. I want to bring this up too. So what I was going to say before you said that is make sure to have your stuff because I had to leave my KitchenAid mixer open. <laughs> my counter right. with all the parts in a box top well, for like six days. And then remember how we talked about how the the grease that was in there was like shiny? So in this instance, you really need to work to remove all the old you need grease. debris. Yeah. Because uh, debris or, you know, right. be- because there was debris in the old grease. So all those metal shavings were like traveling around to all the different gears. Right. Okay. Because they're all turning, right. you know, all the time. And so you really do have to clean all of it out. And it was a lot of fun. The only thing, the worm gear um, assembly, the videos I found did not always clearly show how to put that back in. And I thought that I knew. I wish I would have, like, taken a few pictures. Well, I was going to so, say, yeah. when my father taught me to fix things, right, he was always like, if you're going to take this apart and you're not going to put it right back together again, you need to know the order in which you did this. Right. And he would talk about laying things out, like in a box top, maybe, or something well, like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So you could remember how it went back together. And it was, it all went back together pretty well, but there was like a little tiny orientation issue that I well, was unsure if of. if you wouldn't have like interrupted me, I could tell, have said something about that <laughs> That's too. our deal, Mom. Right? If you didn't know, we interrupt each other. <laughs> but now what I'm saying is you can video yourself yes, taking this yes. baby apart or mm-hmm. take pictures of it. Mm-hmm. It's like so much easier now. And definitely know? I was, I you know, it was really covered in grease. So yep. I bought this little can of grease. I'm going to say, so you have a soda can there. It was like a little shorter than a soda so can. So like six ounces or and something, I, eight ounces. Well, maybe it was four. Maybe, okay, okay yeah. so yeah. So it was maybe four four ounces. And I used it all. Yeah. I I was like, maybe I'll have some left over. Mm-hmm. But I was like, actually, I think I'm supposed to fill this all up with this grease. You know, so when I, what I'm saying is when I opened it up, it was actually hard to see how everything was oriented um, at first. And now I know, okay, I'm going to, you know, wipe some things away yeah. and then and then look. And so that that was different. That is different to me from the parts of the sewing machine that I see most often. They're not just, you know, completely, right. you know, uh, you can't see them because of the grease, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But I, I really You enjoyed... also had someone teach you how to fix a sewing machine. Yes, I did. I like did. a real life person you could ask questions. Of. And I got graded. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, that was all, that was, that was new. I wasn't used to working with parts that were completely obscured by grease. Uh, the kids really liked watching me do it. I did put it back together. And I thought it didn't sound right. And it was like that that worm gear was oriented a little bit wrong. wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I put it back together and I was like, okay, I think it sounds right, but it sounds a little like loud. I don't know. And I looked up, I was like, you know, how's your KitchenAid mixer supposed to sound? And they were like, it's metal gears. It's going to sound kind of. You do hear so. Well, wow. and then you get paranoid. Well, right, that's right? What, Is it not right? Is Derek, it right? Said, Derek said, oh, you've got like your technician's <laughs> ear on right. now. And so I did think for a minute, I was like, oh, maybe it's not quite right. But I tried it out at different speeds and it sounded very consistent. Um, it was all good. And it was so funny because I really expected it to be dirtier inside the mix like the mixer when I opened up and it wasn't. It's hermetically sealed, right? No. Oh, you mean the other part. You mean the. 
I mean, I, yes, I mean not the, right. not okay. the gear housing. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. No, I just meant when I took the, right, like cover off the mixer. Right. I was like, oh, there's gonna be like ladybugs in here. <laughs> I understand. Ladybugs. I know what you mean. But there's like this metal band around it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's it like a together. little thin metal band. And so actually, I was, I was surprised. I thought it would have kind of attracted more dust or flour or something because there is a big you know fan belt moving thing in there uh but it wasn't it wasn't super dirty so I was very grateful for that yeah you got to use the right kind of lube don't let somebody on Facebook be like just use you know well and you are talking about going on Facebook and I think that (laughs) yes no I I am am, uh, Facebook or or you know YouTube and I have watched many uh you know tutorials Mm mm-hmm about many things um, right. on YouTube and been grateful and fixed things and got things to work or whatever and figured things out. But there were some where I would go, this dude does not know what he's talking well, about. Like, what? I, like it was scary. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And so I watched more than one. Yeah, I watched right. probably like five, right. I'd say. Right. And then on one of them, they didn't show them taking off one of the gears. And I was like, what is wrong? This is right. so hard. Right. Like he just, or, you know, he didn't right. show it. And then one of them, it looked really easy. And so it just, I don't know if maybe the grease had really gotten out of that point, right. you mm-hmm. know, so I couldn't lift it up very easily. And then what did Jerry say? He was like, you need a gear plier right. or something, which I, you know. What was it called? I forget. Yeah. Something that helps you take gears out. Right. So I didn't have one of those. But when I start up my KitchenAid, repair business you will I'll buy have to one, get one. Yeah. one. <laughs> no, well I, tools make a big difference yes. that's for sure oh there was that is for absolute sure well there was a very specialty tool that I had to have it was a c ring plier yeah and when I first saw this c c clamp c ring thing I was like ooh, how do I get that off and it's got these two little holes in it and right. then I looked up and people were like oh this plier will work this little tool works and Jerry had some but they weren't quite if I started my KitchenAid repair business, I would get, like, the, the exact right kind so that it would be super easy. Right. And when I ordered the gear, it came with a new C-ring. Right. It could, because I think you often break them when you take them off. Um. No, that does happen. <laughs> or you bend them and it's or just, they're, they're not, just right. not right. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, my old or one. It's, or you can kind of spring them. Right. My know? old one was yeah. fine, but I did just put the new one on because right. I paid for it. So, yeah, it was, it, you know, things need to be serviced. The KitchenAid mixer was a lot less complex than a sewing machine in many ways. It's only, you know, moving one thing around. You know, uh, the sewing machine's more complex, you know. I have a story. Oh, good. We have a podcast. <laughs> we have advertisers. <laughs> What's that? I think it's the computer plug. I just kicked it out oh, of the wall. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah, plug it, plug it back I'm in. I'm not in the place I'm used to. I know. We're in the kitchen. I don't know how to do this. Okay, you tell your you story. Okay. So while you were doing that, we were preparing to retile our bathroom our master bath correct and yes um no you were out of town because I asked you for well right but we were on our way right but you had to wait all this time for those parts and in the meantime I was getting ready to you know retile this master bath okay Mm -hmm. which when I started tearing the tile down I thought this is a big big mistake because we had tiled it 30 years ago and now we were ripping out this work that was absolutely perfect and it lasted 30 years. So I don't know why we yeah, did why this. Yeah, why are you even doing that? Uh, you know, I, 
if I was younger, I'd say it was hormonal, but I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's ageism. I don't know what it is. So anyway, we get out, we have a tile saw. We get out the tile saw. Not everybody has a tile saw. I understand that too. But we get out the, because we're going to cut ceramic tile. Yeah. And what you need is you need a wet saw. You need a diamond blade and a wet saw. And all a wet saw is, is a saw that has a water source that, you know, spits onto the blade or flows onto the blade while you're losing it. It's so, because it gets hot. Yeah, so it's cooling it. It's all it's doing. Yeah, it's cooling it down. It's really all it's doing is cooling it down. So it is Christmas Eve at 4.10, because we always do these things on holidays. Yeah, right. And um, we plug in the saw, and it works, but the pump does not work. Oh, no. That's okay. So I look, you know, my husband looks at the pump, and he's like, maybe I can take this off and fix it. And I'm like, doesn't that just look like a, like a little fountain pump or something? And he's like, yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I got on the internet as fast as I could, right, and searched fountain pump. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there, they were in town. Mm-hmm. People had them. Uh-huh. Some places you had to order them online. Like Walmart, I had to order it online. Yeah. But Harbor Freight, which is a um, a discount tool supplier, a discount tool supplier, had one for twelve ninety nine, which is kind of what I expected it to be, like less than twenty dollars. So I kind of thought maybe it was the right thing, right? I called them up quickly and I say, "How late are you open? Because it's now like right. four. 26 or something right and they're like till five o'clock and i'm like jerry (laughs) you know get in the car go get this pump they say they have it and i think i can make this work so anyway we got it to work i i put this pump okay onto the saw then we finish cutting that night right Uh uh-huh and i say hey I'm going to clean that pump out. And he says, oh, it's fine. You know, it's sitting there in the water. So what? this little pump, because it's a fountain pump, this right. makes sense to everybody, I think. It sits in the pan of water, mm-hmm. like under the blade. Right. You know, and then there's, you know, a, a tubing that connects, like, over the housing of the blade, you know, and it squirts onto the blade. Okay. So it's sitting in water right. the whole time. Fountain pump. That's mm-hmm. what a fountain pump does. Okay. So I said, I'm going to clean that out, you know, before we finish it. He's, oh, it'll, it'll be fine, right? You know, it's sitting in the water. Next day, oh, the pump's not working. I said, hand it to me. <laughs> I, okay. You got to clean your stuff. You got to clean your the stuff. thing out, okay? Yeah. I cleaned it out. And, of course, there's all of you know, basically dust, ceramic dust. Right. You know, this almost turned into clay again Mm -hmm. because it's with this water. And we were cutting a lot of tile, okay? So anyway, got that out, cleaned it out with a toothbrush and some water, stuck it back on there, and yes. And it worked. It worked again. So you got to clean your stuff. You got to lube your stuff with the right lube. And, you know, take this into your sewing room too. You wouldn't work well. No. If you were dehydrated and not cleaned and up. And dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes being dehydrated and That's dirty? Right. Right? 
Go take a shower and drink some water, It's easier everybody. to work if you feel refreshed and clean yeah, and, that's and right. hydrated. Okay, ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. 